It's your Thursday, Daily Delivery. I'm Michael Rand. Happy to have you guys all back for another day on the show. A really good one coming up, as always. But uh, in particular today, Adam Thielen, former Vikings wide receiver, will join me here in just a few minutes to talk about his last year with the Vikings, kind of how that ended, his new beginning with Carolina, and a whole bunch of other things in between. So, Hope you will enjoy that conversation with Adam Thielen. Got some Twins stuff at the end. Some uh, couple, uh, an opponent of the Twins still not over the uh, the Astros cheating scandal of several several years ago. And quite frankly, I am here for it. I am. Um, I'm still not over it either. Even though Carlos Correa is with the Twins now, even though that is many years in the past, I thought it was interesting to read a quote. Um, about how that game ended and how some people still view that whole episode. Some good news for the Gophers women's basketball team. They landed two new players, including a player who flipped her commitment from West Virginia to Minnesota and a Wisconsin recruit at that. Two recruits from Wisconsin now brought in by new head coach Don Plitzowite. So we'll get to that at the end of the show. First, though, what did I miss? I mentioned we'll have Adam Thielen here in just a few minutes, but the guy who threw him passes for the last five seasons with the Vikings, Kirk Cousins, met with the Twin Cities media on Wednesday, talked about the offseason, talked about the year ahead, and an interesting year at that with the Vikings this past year deciding not to or not being able to agree to a long-term contract extension with Cousins, making him, you know, pushing essentially this to be his last potential year with the Vikings set to be a free agent come February, March next year. Um, this is the first time Cousins has talked to us really since the uh, since that all came to light and since the Vikings you know, had some interest in the draft in maybe taking a quarterback. They were, you know, the mock drafts were suggesting Hendon Hooker from Tennessee, although they passed on him. A lot of steam towards the end that they really liked Anthony Richardson, and I think if he would have fallen further, they would have taken Anthony Richardson and be able to move up in the draft to take him. So with that as a backdrop, Cousins met with the media, and I had a few thoughts on what he had to say. Full disclosure, I was not there, but I did listen back to what he had to say, and I thought a few things struck me. Let's just get, first of all, Cousins' reaction, the first kind of question off the bat, I believe this was from the Star Tribune's Mark Craig, just on his thoughts on how the offseason has played out so far. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, you're always looking in the future. You're always thinking about different options, and I think everybody's got to do their due diligence. And so, um, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to this year and wanting to, you know, go out there and prove it again and do it again and, and play at the highest level I can. And uh, that's really where my focus is. Before I add a little context, I also want to play a longer soundbite from Cousins when he was asked, kind of how, you know, does this, uh, you know, does this change his approach this year, and like, how does he, how do, how does he think of the Vikings now that they have essentially decided that this could be his last year with the team? Does that change his outlook? Anything like that? If I had to give a nice, thoughtful answer to that question, so I want to play that as well. You know, I think in this league, there, there should never be entitlement. You always got to go play, and, and teams can do whatever they want to do. That's their prerogative. So um, you just go to work. You do the best you can. And um, I'm, again, encouraged and excited because I do think I have a lot of good football ahead of me. So i um, got to go out there and earn that. But um, I, feel, I feel positive about 
the future looking forward. And, um, you know, I go back to uh, how this has kind of been a part of my story. So I'll go back even before you probably know, Kevin, high school. Remember the Holland Sentinel, you know, our paper in my hometown asking me my senior year of high school. I'm going into my senior year with no scholarship offers. And there were schools looking at me, definitely. I knew I had a chance, but no scholarship offers. And I walked off the field the last game of my high school career, no scholarship offers. And so that whole season, you get the question from the Holland Sentinel, like, how are you, how are you focused on that? How are you handling that? You know, and I learned you got to focus on winning football games. And if you win football games and, and do your part and put your work in, the rest will take care of itself. Uh, that certainly happened in my high school career. Then you get to the end of college, the same thing happens my senior year, same kind of thought. How do you think about this season, but the future, and just go win football games for Michigan State, and good things will happen. That certainly played out. And then this is my fourth time in this league going into a season with free agency on the horizon, my fourth year after my rookie contract and the two years in Washington after that, and now this. So I, I would just say that to say, it's more the norm than the exception. Yeah. You know, I think the exception is that you have something penciled in for future years. Most of our locker room has no idea what's coming in three or four months, let alone three or four years or next year. So I feel like I'm one of the guys, if you will, like we're all in this together and that's the way this league works. And I think it's part of what makes this league great because everybody has an edge. Everybody's working, everybody's got something to prove and nobody can operate with entitlement or comfort and put in less than their best. Uh, and I think that's a great thing about our league. Now, I've got a couple other clips that I want to play, but I want to pause here because I'm going to add some context to this. I think this is absolutely true, of course, that he's been in this situation before. He he points that out, and you know, this is his fourth time as a pro that he's been in this spot where essentially he doesn't know where he's going to be the next year. Three consecutive years with Washington, one you know, kind of the end of his rookie deal, and then those two years he played on the franchise tag, and now here in Minnesota, the difference is this is the first time that he's going through this with the Vikings. This has been a franchise that has made a heavy investment in him, and he's never been playing really year to year with the Vikings. He's signed, you know, short, medium term contracts, but he's never gone into a year where it was potentially his last year. Remember 2019? After that season, got a contract extension. 2021, got another one-year extension going into the 2022 season to make it you know, a two-year deal, essentially. He's always usually had two or three years left on his deal to... Uh, you know, to, to kind of have that sense of at least medium term security that he was that he knew he was going to be here the year after that he knew that, you know, kind of what he could expect from that. So that to me is interesting. This is the first time he's gone through it with the Vikings. And it's the first time he's really gone through this kind of process with the new regime. They extended him last year. You know, Kevin O'Connell and Quasi Adolfo Mensa, probably more the Quasi decision than Kevin O'Connell's decision. But they extended him for the one year last year when they first got here. But now, really having had a year with him in the system, making this decision right now is interesting to me, that they've decided that, that this is kind of where they are. They haven't closed the door on bringing him back, of course, in 2024 and beyond. I think that would be unwise to do that. You never make a decision before you have to make a decision. But the fact that this is a new regime, a regime that inherited Kirk Cousins, not the regime that sought out Kirk Cousins originally, that plays into this as well because he has to be feeling that even though he has their support, he mentioned them right off the bat, he has their support, he, he's appreciative of what they've done, that, that that to him is, you know, that that to me, as it relates to Cousins, is interesting that this is not the, this, these are not the people that brought him in. These are people that can work with him. These are people that value him, but maybe ultimately they are going to make a different decision. Now, 
On the flip side of this, I think they can make that decision and know that it won't torpedo the 2023 season because Cousins is a professional. He's been in this spot before. He can put the blinders on. He knows what it's like to play essentially on a one-year contract, and they know that he will give not just a professional effort, he will give professional responses. He will not become a problem in public with this, I don't think at least. I think that's his track record. I think he will be mature about this. He will let his play on the field speak for itself. I think that's exactly what he's saying right now. I think a lot of his answers are probably what we would have expected, but that's also kind of goes to a certain level of maturity. You know what you're going to get from Kirk Cousins, both in terms of his emotional responses and his statistics and play on the field. And that has value, especially in this year, heading into a potential offseason of unknowns. Now, I did think it was interesting that at a couple of different points, Cousins seemed to be making a case for continuity. Maybe not so much for himself, but he definitely values continuity. He's not had a lot of that in terms of systems, offensive coordinators, things like that. But at the very beginning, before ask, before answering any questions, he talked a lot about a lot of familiar faces back in the building, how much that helps, and being kind of in year two of this system and being ahead of the game in that regard. So let's listen to that quick. It is difficult for that same reason to lose guys like Adam and Eric and Pat because it's the same thing with them. You realize how much you enjoyed working with them, and they're all special players and special people and were big leaders for us. So it's tough to lose them, but I'm also encouraged by – how many people we have back. Uh, I had texted Brian O'Neill right before free agency feeling like, man, is this locker room going to look a lot different? And, and, uh, and then to have Alex Madison back and Garrett Bradbury back and Greg Joseph and Depot and uh, the list goes on. Nick Mullins in the quarterback room. It was just great to kind of be able to have that consistency. Um, you know, Harrison Smith coming back, um, C.J. Ham. So uh, that was really encouraging. And I think football so much is about continuity and chemistry. And when you constantly have turnover, it's hard to create that. And so when you feel like, you know, I'm, I'm in my second or third year with people around me, um, that's really encouraging. And, you know, the old line much the same way to have that group together, the coaches in that room together to feel like we can build on, on last year and have all had that shared experience I think will really help. Now, whether he's making a pitch like, hey, let's keep this going in 2024 and beyond, I don't know. It's probably more focused on 2023, excited that he has continuity and excited that he has this opportunity. But I do think he is of the mind that he wants to go out and earn it in 2023 to put himself in a position to still be the long-term quarterback here. And if it doesn't work out here, of course, putting up good numbers in 2023, having relative success again in 2023 can only help him in the future no matter where it is. So I think both 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 sides are probably at a spot right now where they want to see Cousins prove it a little bit more, even though he's a veteran, even though you kind of know what you're going to get. They want to see him do it again. If he wins a lot this year, if he has a big year, maybe he would come back in 2024. I'm not sure about that. I kind of feel like they are at a spot where they are determined to a certain degree to move on but by not drafting a quarterback this last draft they have put themselves in a spot the Vikings where Cousins the door is open if he has a big year if he's able to do these things to prove it that he should be the long-term quarterback still even into his age 36 37 38 seasons then maybe there still is a long-term proposal here but in the short term I think both sides can get something out of this the Vikings get another year of steady quarterbacking Kirk Cousins gets another year on his resume to prove it that he can still do it at age 35 that he can still compete and play at a high level 
He's got another weapon around him now with Jordan Addison. It'd be interesting to see how K.J. Osborne fits into that, and I'll, I'll mention that in a little bit. He's got a lot of things around him that can make him successful this season. Oh, and by the way, it was interesting that he did not mention Dalvin Cook in the list of all the players coming back. I thought that was interesting. But anyway, that's a kind of beside the point. It's an interesting kind of thing where they're at right now, but I feel like with a different player, this has the potential to be volatile. With Kirk Cousins, there's a low level of volatility even in this season of uncertainty. If someone's going to embrace the uncertainty and be able to push through it and give a professional effort, it is some. It was someone like Kirk Cousins. It is that quarterback, and that is something that they should not undervalue in 2023. Take a playcation to Mystic Lake. With 24-7 gaming, the good times never have to end. And you can satisfy your cravings at our restaurants and bars. Or relax in one of our luxurious hotel rooms. Those that play together, stay together. And don't forget to join Club M so you can spark new memories and bask in the rewards along the way. Follow the lights to Mystic Lake, where every day is play day. Man that needs no introduction in Minnesota, Adam Thielen, longtime Vikings wide receiver, now with the Carolina Panthers. Strange for me to say, uh, maybe strange still, a little bit for you to hear, Adam, but it seems like you're adapting pretty well. And uh, joining me here um, on a mission to uh, to with uh, with some promotional tie-ins too with with uh, Ambassador Hot Dogs. Adam, how you doing? I'm great. Yeah, thanks for uh, having me on. Uh, it definitely is a little different, but uh, things happen so fast and and then boom, you're with a new team. So um, it's been fun kind of getting to know, um, you know, Charlotte and, and uh, my teammates and the organization. It's been, it's been really fun. Did you now just knowing this, did you, is the whole family there right now or how are you kind of doing that? Cause you've been, you've been in Minnesota your whole life, your family, you got roots here, stuff like that. How, how is that piece of it? Yeah. So um, it's a little bit different for us. We haven't had to, you know, kind of do the traveling thing throughout OTAs, but um, the boys are finishing up school in Minnesota and I'm flying back and forth every weekend. And then um, I'll be there for, for the summer month month that we get off, um, which, which is exciting. It's always good to get back to Minnesota, you know, gr- perfect time for grilling season with the ambassador hot dogs. And uh, my boys love that. So, you know, I, I think more of like, you know, I love the grilling season for sure, but I think more of like the campfires and, and uh, going up North to the lake and having, having some, some ambassador hot dogs over the campfires is, is the best way for me. Now, getting used to your time in Carolina, I, mean, I listened to you. I listened to your appearance with, uh, you know, with the with the media last week. Obviously, I listened to you, uh, you know, a, a couple, you know, was it maybe a month ago that you're on with McAfee? You know, just kind of talking through the whole process as you kind of watched this whole thing unfold. What did what what did free agency? What did leaving here f- feel like? And how do you feel like it, it wound up where, where you are now? Yeah, you know, I think there's like two sides of it, right? I think it was it was a bummer. Um, you know, I didn't want to leave Minnesota. I, I I wanted to end my career there. Obviously, that would be, you know, the the perfect um, you know, fairy tale way to do it, right? But um, but that's not reality. And um I'm so thankful for that organization, Quasi and KOC and and just that whole staff. Um, the way that they handled everything through this process, I thought was as, as first class as you could possibly do it. And, um, you know, it wasn't an easy process, but, um, but, you know, if, 
it, you know, if that wasn't going to happen, that, that kind of fairy tale ending, um, I couldn't imagine it working out any better than it did. Just coming here to Charlotte, a city that we've, we've fallen in love with. Um, and then, and then an organization that just is, is been, I mean, so good to us um, from the culture that's being created here, the, the, the kind of, the what's being built here is it's really something special and there's some really great people um not only in that locker room but in that organization that have really made the transition as easy as possible and i've heard you just a couple times talk about you know last season the fit the role here not that you were necessarily unhappy with it but maybe as you looked in free agency that there was maybe different opportunities what what last year maybe wasn't ideal or it just did you did you feel like the offense could have tilted one way or the other you know justin jefferson's become this you know amazing you know star player here now i've heard you say you never want you know you never take catches away from somebody else you're not you know going to ask for a certain number of targets things like that but was there was there a role that you wanted you know that that you, that you weren't getting here maybe last year yeah you know it's it's really hard to like explain the entire situation i don't think there was ever a point where i was you know unhappy with what i was doing i think it's just it was pretty clear that that you know they they had a different different vision for for me than than maybe I had um, for a way that I could help the team win games and there was nothing there was, wasn't a wrong thing it was no disrespect on either side I think it was just kind of I think it was just kind of time for both sides to kind of move on and and um, you know through the whole process after the season through you know before free agency started I think that was just kind of it was so much respect from both sides that no one really wanted to like, <clears throat> you know, no one wanted to make that move. It was just, it was just, there was so much respect that we just kind of wanted to do it the the right way. And, and I think it was, it was done that way. Again, unfortunately I'm not in Minnesota because that would be the fairy tale ending. I would love to be in Minnesota, my teammates, my guys, that staff, that organization, um, so much respect, but, um, that's just how this league works. You know, 10 years in one place is, is an absolute blessing, especially when it's in a, in it, when it's in a place that I have, um, obviously so many ties to and, and so much love for. So, um, I'm thankful for my time and I'm also, um, just excited for, for where I'm at now. And, and I'm kind of a guy that where my feet are is where I'm at. And, uh, I'm excited just to keep going to work and keep getting better. I promise you, I'll ask you a couple of forward-looking questions. I'm not going to live in the past forever, but you know, the draft was last week. Vikings took a wide receiver. I'm sure you noticed that. What did you make of that? Obviously, is you know, you've seen people try to draft. You know, we saw Justin Jefferson was kind of the replacement for Stefan Diggs. You've seen other first-round picks, Laquan Treadwell in 2016. If you, I'm sure you noticed that they took a wide receiver, and maybe that kind of cemented, hey, maybe this is kind of the direction they wanted to go. Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, I, I kind of already knew that. I kind of figured that was going to happen. Um, you know, I think I think who they drafted, I got a lot of respect for him. I think he's going to be a great football player, and 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 they they have a great eye for for good talent. Um, and but at the same time, I think there's guys that are already there um, that can replace me, and that that have proven that they can replace me very quickly. Um, and so I'm I'm really hoping that that they give those guys the 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 rightful shot because I just think that some of those guys are extremely talented and have put their time in to really go out there and have some really big years to help Justin, you know, have a lot of success. You know, you, you can't ever you can't ever take the ball out of his hands. You you gotta give him his opportunities because he's a difference maker. He's a one in a billion uh, type of guy 
um, you know, he's a once in a, in a, in a, in a generation time to, or a guy to, to be able to change a culture and change a team. Um, but I think there's ways that guys can kind of help take some pressure off him. And, and those guys are in that building already. Who specifically are you talking about guys like Osborne or beyond that on the depth chart? Yeah, I think there's other guys as well, but I, I, I really look at a guy like KJ, um, who has, has proven it in games several times in big moments, um, and that, that he can go out and he can do everything. He can be outside, inside. He can block. He can run routes. He can run the whole route tree. And then he can make big plays. Um, so I just think that I, I have so much respect for him and his game and, and think he's going to have a huge year. Now you caught passes from Kirk Cousins for the last five years. Now you've got a number one overall pick who we presume will be the starter there. Like not so fast. You know, you got to earn it on the field, things like that. But are you what's the what what's going through your head as you think about working already with Bryce Young and working with a rookie quarterback who's got, you know, worlds of talent, but still obviously needs to develop in the NFL? Yeah, I'm really excited. You know, I I obviously um was able to really get to understand some of the quarterbacks that we were going to draft just because I knowing that, you know, that was a big part of, of being here. Um, but, uh, you know, I think his ability to not only be extremely talented and be able to make all the throws and be accurate, uh, but also his ability to process the game. I just think that um, that's going to help him be able to um, adjust very quickly from college. And I'm very thankful that I get to be a part of it. I've been able to meet him a few times, even before the, the you know knowing that he was going to be our quarterback um and just an extremely mature um really just uh i've had just such great interactions with him and excited to get him back here uh in the building and and getting to work because um you know i think we're building something special here and you've said you've been on record already saying you think this is a team that can compete quickly for you know for a super bowl or at least to be to be competitive you know, you look at you look around the NFC. It's it's a little bit more wide open than maybe it has been, and your division is fairly open. What else besides that within your building gives you the confidence that this is a team that's you know on the rise and 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 can be a factor even as soon as this year? Well, you know, with saying what I'm about to say, you know, I think it's the reason why I'm here. Um, I think it was uh, um, the opportunity to be a part of building something special is really why I'm a Carolina Panther. And uh, obviously the staff and the organization, just so many good people that have such great football knowledge. And then you kind of start looking through the roster, um, some um, unbelievable young talent, um, a great defense that was statistically one of the better defense in the NFL last year, um, an offensive line that, that might be one of the top, top offensive lines in the NFL. Um, and then just the pieces that they've added along with what was already here. And I've been able to get to know some of these guys um, maybe that don't have a lot of um, respect or or not. Maybe that's not even the word. Maybe just understanding of who they are from outside the building. But being around some of these guys, there's some real talent that people maybe not even know, maybe don't even know about. Um, that's really going to help us win football games this year. So I'm excited to keep building. Obviously, we got a long ways to go. Uh, just putting in a new new schemes, new offense, defense. Um, but uh, but excited about that process. A couple more things for you, Adam. Appreciate your time here. Um, you know, we tend to age athletes. You're not that old, uh, even for a football player. You're not. You're certainly not old for a human being. Um, but 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 there's you know there's that talk of you know how old you are, and that you know, maybe you're now kind of in that role of being a, a veteran kind of leader. My my curiosity is 
when do you become that? Like, does it, do you just wake up one day or one year and you're like, okay, all of a sudden I'm, I'm a veteran leader now. I'm not the young guy anymore. How, how does that process play out? Cause I got to imagine you wait. It, it's kind of like it, maybe it happens suddenly or maybe it happens gradually. Yeah. I think it happens gradually over time. I think you earn that respect to be a leader um, by what you do on and off the field. Um, and then, and then I think for me, it's, it's, you got to go prove it on the field every single day. You got to show that you're, you're not getting older and slowing down. Um, you know, my goal every single day is to show that I can still play at a high level, that I can, I can run, I can, I can move, I can, I can run all the routes. And I think that's something that, again, you can't just talk about that. You can't just say that. Um, you have to go out there and prove it every single day. And that's, what's exciting for me. You know, I think this off season was just a, a great off season for me because I was able to just from the day the season was over, I was able to get back to training and, and try to get stronger and faster and more explosive and, and really work on just kind of taking care of my body uh, so that I can go out here and prove it uh, once we get on the field. If you come back to Minnesota, you know, at the end of your career, when, when your playing days are over and you decide to write a tell-all book about your time with the Vikings, all the stuff we don't know, how big would that book be? I think it'd be pretty big, <laughs> but I think you could, I think anybody could say that whether you're in a, in a, in a business or, um, in an organization, I think anybody could have some serious stories, um, uh, from your time, especially when you spend a lot of time in one place. Um, but a lot of good, um, a lot of great memories in Minnesota. Um, a lot of great people that I, I, I miss, uh, big time. Um, but, uh, at the same time, I'm, I'm just starting to learn some new people and really I've already started to build some great relationships and, uh, here in, in this organization. And that's really exciting for me. I won't make you say it, but I bet the chapter on Stefan Diggs would be fairly lengthy and we'll leave it at that. Adam Phelan, appreciate your time. Appreciate all of, uh, all of what you were able to, uh, to share with us today and a best of luck genuinely, uh, in, in Carolina. I appreciate that. I can't wait to. Uh, get back to Minnesota for the summer. You know, nothing, nothing better than a, a Minnesota summer and enjoying some ambassador hot dogs, uh, um, you know, a, a Minnesota brand that that really embodies that Minnesota Minnesota culture. So uh, it's good to be partnered with with good, good Minnesota brands uh, like ambassador hot dogs, obviously. All right. Thanks, Adam. Appreciate it. Appreciate you. I hope you enjoyed that conversation with hot dog enthusiast and former Vikings great Adam Thielen. Interesting that he brought up there's a lot of guys in the room that he thinks can already replace him specifically signaling kj osborne could be ready for bigger and better things osborne had 60 catches last season already I wonder if he slides more naturally into that wide receiver two role or if it's more of a shared responsibility now with jordan addison the you know number 23 overall pick in that mix as well i don't know we know who the number one is it's it's justin jefferson and i i think adam Thielen gave good nuanced answers to the questions about kind of his role his fit last year I still don't think he loved where he kind of fit into this offense last year that he wasn't so much of a focal point or wasn't used in a way where he could be a more complimentary player instead of more of a secondary player in this offense I guess time will tell 2023 will tell us if the Vikings made the right decision if he goes and has a big year in Carolina maybe he's validated if the Vikings offense flourishes without Adam Thielen and Jordan Addison brings them an added dimension they didn't have there if KJ Osborne takes a step forward maybe the, maybe the Vikings are validated maybe both sides are validated maybe both sides struggle we will see that's why they play the games but I really enjoyed having Adam on and getting his perspectives on where things went and where they are headed 
Speaking of where things went and where things are headed, interesting finish to the Twins game. They lost for the second consecutive game to the previously struggling White Sox. Just the 10th win this year for the White Sox. Twins falling to 17-14. and 14. Rough start for Louis Varland. A reminder that they do not, do not just automatically um, get good starts from the bottom part of the rotation from these guys that are replacing Kenta Maeda and Tyler Malley while they are out injured. Barland gave up four runs in four innings, a, the big blast being a, a three-run homer in the first. So, you know, trying to figure that piece out is is going to be one thing. The Twins squandered a lot of opportunities, though, in this game. And had a bases-loaded chance in the seventh, didn't score. Then the White Sox break a tie, end up winning 6-4, the last out of the game. Keenan Middleton, reliever for the White Sox, struck out Carlos Correa, and it was his first save since 2021. And he talked after the game about facing Correa, and uh, he played Correa a lot to, in you know back in the day when they were on different teams when Correa was with Houston. Uh, Middleton was in the AL West for quite a while. He said, "I knew I was going to face Correa, and I don't like him, so it was kind of cool." I like that. I enjoyed that a lot. I mean, he's a cheater. Interesting that that still is coming up in 2023. I don't begrudge it. I still think about it. I think some people, Roycey and I have talked about this on Mondays a few different times. We have a lot of different opinions on forgiving, forgetting. The Astros cheating scandal was, you know, six years ago was the season that it happened. It came to light, you know, three, four years ago that that's kind of in the past. I'm not I don't think I'm ever going to be ready to fully let it go. And it's kind of interesting to see a player not really willing to let it go or not ready to let it go either. I think it doesn't come up nearly as much as it used to, but interesting to me that it came up in the context of the last out of a game in 2023, that it still fuels guys when they go against Carlos Correa, who, again, will be with the Twins for a very long time. And I'm sure... We'll hear less and less of this over time as people kind of forget about it, but still coming up in 2023. Let's finish with the cooler. Uh, Gophers women's basketball coach Don Plitzowet got two recruits on uh, on Wednesday. A couple of good ones, it looks like. One from the transfer portal and one a high school recruit from the portal. This one was officially announced. Veteran guard Janae Sanders out of Appalachian State. Had uh, 13.5 points a game last season. Should help the Gophers in the backcourt right away. The bigger get, probably a uh, a prep player from Wisconsin, forward slash center, Ayana Johnson, switched her commitment from West Virginia to the Gophers. And that is the second player out of Wisconsin now that the Gophers have gotten. And I do not believe they've gotten a lot of Wisconsin players in past years. If you think about basketball in Minnesota and Wisconsin, especially on the men's side, but also on the women's side. The pipeline of recruiting has certainly traveled more from west to east than it has from east to west. If Minnesota can start getting some of those players into this program, into the into the women's side, that will only only be a boon because there are a lot of good players in that state and it needs to be a more equal coming and going of players from each side. So Good gets for Don Plitzowite. Interesting to see how that season plays out for them. We'll start to see that unfold in just a few months. That will do it for me today. Hope you enjoyed today's show. Some Minnesota United soccer talk coming up on Friday with John Marthaler. Plenty of other thoughts, too, on some KG comments on the Wolves recently. Until then, enjoy the rest of your Thursday. Back at it again tomorrow.